Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there and welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimek and guess what? I happen to have a chair reserved for you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Make yourself comfortable. We're going to be here for the next 30 minutes. This week, we'll be discussing the Mass readings for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. What's the message? You know, it's a familiar one. It's one that we hear a lot about. I'm going to call this show Paying It Forward. This is a phrase that gets used quite often. And, um, and I really think it pertains to these readings from, from this Sunday's Mass. We're going to look at how the mercy of God, how we pay forward the mercy of God. He's merciful to me and to you. What do we do about that? Do we just thank God? That's certainly something we should do. But what these readings, I believe, teach us clearly. And you know what? This is not always easy. But I think these readings clearly teach us that God expects us to pay it forward, to, be, to express our gratitude to Him, not just by speaking to Him, but by paying it forward and being merciful to others, especially those who may have wronged us. And, you know, this is tough, right? It's not easy. And we're not going to be able to do this successfully without the Lord's help, but He gives us the Holy Spirit for this reason, to help us to pay it forward and be merciful to others. Now, I'm going to warn you in advance, obviously, when we talk about showing God's mercy to others, you, you probably realize that these are going to be some tough readings. And yeah, they are. The message is tough. And I think you'll see that the Lord really wants to get our attention with these readings. But ultimately, this is something we can do. We can do this. We can choose to forgive. We can choose to pay it forward. We can choose to be merciful to others who have offended us to a much lesser extent than we often offend God, right? But that's what he's asking us to do. So we're going to talk about it again. Make yourself comfortable. Settle in. We'll be here for the next 30 minutes. Well, I hope we'll be here. I know I'll be here. I hope you'll be here. Uh, why don't we do this? Well, let's begin with prayer like we always do. Let's let's turn to our Heavenly Father, uh, first of all, expressing our gratitude that He even wants to listen to us and that He can make time for us, and secondly, asking Him to help me deliver the right message and to help all of us be able to hear what it is that He has to say, and sometimes even more challenging 
being willing to put it into practice in our lives. So if you'll join me, we'll begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, Father in heaven. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for allowing us to have this time to speak with you, to 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 beg you for what we need, to ask for you to give us the strength that we need to do your will in our lives. We ask you to help us to to really hear these this message today, this message which can be challenging, to be able to hear it and to understand, number one, that it's doable, and number two, put it into practice in our lives. We ask you for the grace to be able to do that. Father, we also ask you to continue to watch over us and our families and our friends. We pray for all of those who have asked us to pray for them. We pray for those for healing in body, mind, and spirit for those who are sick. We pray for those who don't know you, Father. So many people just don't know you. Sometimes they don't even know it's possible to have a relationship with you. Other times, maybe they do know it's possible and just got fed up or frustrated and walked away from you. We pray for all of those who are in any of those categories, that they may come to know you better today, to know you for the loving, caring Father that you are. Father, I pray that you come into me today, send your Holy Spirit into me to, so that I can deliver the message that you have for us. And please open all of our minds to hear what you have to say and to put it into practice in our lives. Father God, I ask these things in the most holy and sacred name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for praying with me again. If you just happen to be tuning in, my name is Gary Zimak. We're here each week with you. We look at the, 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 the Sunday Mass readings, and, and as I said at the start of the program, we're uh, currently, this week, we're going to be talking about the, the Mass readings for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Where does that place us in the church in the in the church year or the liturgical year? There are thirty-three Sundays in ordinary time, so this is number twenty-four. And then on the thirty-fourth Sunday, we celebrate the solemnity of Christ the King. So, amazingly, and you know, this always manages. I, I say this a lot, but it always seems to get away from me how, how fast the time goes. We're in the twenty-fourth Sunday. We got 10 more Sundays until we begin a new liturgical year, a new church year with the season of Advent. Yeah, amazing, right? 10 weeks until we start Advent. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We still have plenty of um, lessons to learn through the Lord, the Lord's Word, as He speaks through His church in these Mass readings. Uh, so, as, so today, again, we're going to look at the readings for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. It's all about paying it forward. Paying it forward. How do we pay forward the mercy of God? That's what these readings are going to be about. Before we start, I wanted to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com. That's followingthetruth.com. If you would like to find out more about my ministry, if you'd like to find out about how to purchase one of my books, if you'd like to sign up to my daily Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled email reflection, which, by the way, is free of charge, or if you would like to invite me to speak at your parish or your conference. And I, I've been trying to mention this uh, each week when we get together, but I wanted to let you know that next Lent, with Lent of 2024, 
I still have availability to come and lead a give up worry for Lent parish mission, to, to, to give a talk, to lead a retreat. I do still have some availability. Now, this year, I did seven Lenten parish missions plus an assortment of talks. This was my busiest Lent ever. And I did have to turn people down because I just didn't have the availability. Of course, you can book me at any time of the year, but Lent is an especially busy time. And it's the time that a lot of parishes really want to bring in a speaker. So if you would like to find out about bringing me in to give a Give Up Worry for Lent parish mission or any kind of a talk or a retreat, please contact me through the website followingthetruth.com or just send me a direct email at gary at followingthetruth.com. All right, now let's get started. Let's look at these readings for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We'll kick it off with the gospel, as I always do, and you're going to hear the message in the gospel, and then we'll use the other mass readings to support this this message, which, you know, this comes across loud and clear. It's a tough one, and as I, I, li- I like this because this is Jesus really telling a parable. He's telling a story. You're going to hear mostly the words of Jesus in this story. This is going to be in response to a question that Peter was asking him. So let's get right to it. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Now, you know, Peter's trying. It's not easy to forgive. You know that. It's, it's not easy to forgive. It's not easy to be merciful to others, you know, especially if they did something to hurt us. So Peter has good intentions here. You know, when you think about it, forgiving, picture forgiving the same person seven times. That's a big deal, isn't it? You forgive them once, they offend you again. Well, I forgive you again. I forgive you. I forgive you. Seven times. That sounds like a lot. But now Jesus, as he always seems to do, he raises the bar and he challenges Peter. He stretches him. Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. Now, this is an expression of of infinity. Sometimes in you'll hear this translated as seven times 70 or 77 times. It means forever. As many times as necessary, Jesus is calling us to forgive. And the Lord goes on to say, that is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. So what Jesus does is, he does this a lot, he launches into a parable to teach a lesson. So he he begins to explain to Peter, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. So now here we got, we have this servant who's in big trouble, who has no way out of the situation, He owes money, and his master is saying, we're going to sell you as a slave along with your wife, your children, and your property. So this guy is in a bad way. But at that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. You see that? With compassion. He was merciful on the servant. Now, if you notice, all the servant was asking for 
is patience. Give me time and I will find a way to pay you back in full. But what did, what did the master do? He didn't just give him time. He exceeded the request and he forgave him the entire amount. He said, forget it. You don't owe me anything because I am merciful. Now, that is obviously an image of God with in, in uh, an image of God and how he acts in our life. You know, we have done nothing to earn heaven. We, as a matter of fact, we can't, we can't do anything, no matter how many good works we do, to guarantee that we go to heaven. The only way we do it is through the mercy of God. Jesus came into our world and died on the cross to win us that victory and enable us to get to heaven. So it's nothing we can say, well, look, here's what I did. I did all these good things. Therefore, I deserve God to go to heaven. We don't deserve it. But he exceeds our expectations. And he gives us far more than we deserve, like he did with this servant. So because of what Jesus did, our debt is forgiven. And we now have the ability to go to heaven when our lives lives on earth are over. So, servant has been forgiven, right? You think you'd be grateful. Well, watch what happens. When the servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. Now, you think that he would still remember what his master did for him and he'd be a little charitable. Mm -mm. He seized him and began to choke him, demanding, pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, be patient with me, and I will pay you back. This is the same request that this servant made of his master. Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. See that? What a difference. He refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly father, Jesus said, do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. Wow. Well, and look, take note of what, first of all, Jesus uses this extreme example to get the attention of his listeners. I don't know about you, but it got my attention. And note how he ended this, this, um, this particular gospel passage. Jesus said, so will my, if you do not pay it forward, and forgive others as your Father in heaven has forgiven you and continues to forgive you, then you are going to suffer the same fate as this ungrateful servant. That's going to happen, Jesus says, unless each of you forgives your brother from the heart. Not just forgives with lips. It's not mere lip service. Oh yeah, I forgive you. But still in your heart, angrily refusing to let go of the grudge. He's saying forgive from the heart. Now that does not mean you still you have to feel good about it. 
you can forgive what the from the heart and still feel the hurt, the pain caused by the one who maybe betrayed you. And you know, I'll take it a step further. There are ways to show mercy upon others, on others, uh, in, in ways that don't necessarily involve something wrong being perpetrated. You know, somebody doesn't have to do something to offend you or be wrong or wrong you in some way for you to extend the mercy that God extends upon you. Let's talk about sharing the faith. You know, the Lord was patient with me for a lot of years. He, he was very patient. He gave me time to come around and eventually start doing more than just going through the motions when it comes to church and living my faith. He was very patient with me. So there are going to be people who, and, and I've had it happen, who maybe challenge the faith or who are frustrated, who say, I don't want to hear about that faith stuff. And I can easily get angry at them. And I'll be honest, I've done it at times. That's not paying forward God's mercy. I mean, maybe they didn't even offend me. Maybe they didn't want to listen to me. Sometimes they don't even get angry. They just don't want to hear it. And I can't tell you how many times I got offended at that. That's it. I'm not going to reach out to them anymore. That's wrong. That's wrong. And that's what we have to remember. As God is merciful to you and I, we're called to be merciful to others. And, and again, that can take so many different forms. I think almost every day we'll have an opportunity to do that. Um, let's look at the first reading now. The first reading is from the book of Sirach, chapter 27. It begins in verse 30. Wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. The vengeful will suffer the Lord's vengeance, for he remembers their sins in detail. Forgive your neighbor's injustice, then when you pray, your own sins will be forgiven. That's pretty clear, isn't it? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Father, forgive us to the extent that we're willing to forgive others. That's pretty clear. And you know, that's also a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous prayer to pray. If I say to the Lord, Father, forgive me, you know, and it comes down to when I pray the Our Father, do I really mean the words? If I say, Father, I want you to forgive me, but only in as much as I will forgive those who have offended me, I have to be really careful about that prayer. Because God's going to hold me to that. And it's, sometimes it's good to just remember and pause and, and think about the words that we are praying. Back to the reading. Could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? Could anyone refuse mercy to another like himself? Can he seek pardon for his own sins? If one who is but flesh cherishes wrath, who will forgive his sins? Remember your last days, set enmity aside, remember death and decay, and cease from sin. Boy, that's really good. Think of the commandments, hate not your neighbor, remember the Most High's covenant, and overlook faults. Isn't that amazing? And, and I don't think that is a particularly well-known Bible passage. Again, it was from Sirach chapter 27, beginning in verse 30, and proceeding all the way through Sirach chapter 28, verse 7. That's good stuff. Good stuff. In other words, how can we expect forgiveness from God if we're not willing to forgive others? or to show mercy toward others. Again, it's not always about forgiveness. 
Sometimes it's just a matter of showing mercy to help somebody who is struggling, who is suffering in any number of different ways. Again, I think we're going to find opportunities to do this every day. Let's look at the responsorial psalm. Psalm 103, the Lord is kind and merciful. Yep, slow to anger and rich in compassion. Now the question, am I kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion? Not always, not always, but this is a good reminder for me. I'm telling you, these these readings are a wake-up call for me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Because when we refuse to forgive, I think we are forgetting the benefits shown to us by the Lord. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your ills, redeems your life from destruction, and crowns you with kindness and compassion. He will not always chide, nor does he keep his wrath forever. Not according to our sins does he deal with us. I'm so glad for that. Nor does he requite us according to our crimes. No matter how many times we turn to the Lord and ask for forgiveness, he will forgive us Forgive us if we are sincere in our, in our request. You know, And he expects us to do the same. You can forgive somebody. Even if you still feel the pain, you could show mercy to someone, even if you don't really feel like it. You know, this is a matter of the will. This is a matter of the will. It's not a matter of feeling. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing is his kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions under from us. Now, remember, you know, we've talked about this before, fearing the Lord. It's not a matter of cowering and thinking he's going to get you, or he's out to get you, or he's going to make you suffer. Fearing God is a matter of respecting God for who he is and recognizing the fact that he is merciful, but he's also just. In other words, unless we ask for his mercy then one day we're going to be judged and we're going to have to suffer the consequences. But that's up to us. The mercy of God, you know, we talk about his unconditional love, but God's mercy is, I want to say conditional because it's conditional upon us being willing to forgive others. His mercy is infinite, but we can block his infinite mercy by refusing to forgive others. You know, again, these readings are tough, but the Lord is not going to ask us to do something that is not doable. It is doable. We can forgive. We can show mercy. We don't always have to feel it. You can legitimately, sincerely forgive someone without feeling it. That doesn't mean you're not forgiving them from the heart. Forgiveness from the heart is a a matter of the will. It's a conscious decision. I choose to forgive this person. Father, please bless them. Please don't hold what they did to me against them. Father, forgive them for they know what not they do. Remember the Lord's prayer on the cross? Giving the people the benefit of the doubt. That's something we can choose to do no matter how hurt we are. Sometimes you've got to push past the feelings to do it. It is not always easy. But the Lord gives us, he pours out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible tells us. We can forgive and show mercy 
with the love that is given to us by the Lord through the Holy Spirit. The second reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 14, verses 7 through 9. Brothers and sisters, none of us lives for oneself, and no one dies for oneself. You know, right right at the beginning of this second reading, I hope you can see the tie-in to showing mercy to others. None of us lives for oneself. If I am forgiven by God, and you know, I, I want to put a plug in for the sacrament of confession. It is a great sacrament. So many times we carry the burden of sin around. We think, oh my gosh, I did something horrible. Don't carry that burden around. Go to confession and receive forgiveness for your sins. It's a great thing. It's going to take a lot of anxiety away. So the Lord forgives us. As many times as we ask, He will forgive us. But we have to remember, it's not just between our life is not all about us. It's not even all about me and God. It's about me, God, and those people that He allows to place in my life, that He allows me to meet or to know somehow. My job in this life is to love God and to love others. And that's what it is. It's not just loving God, it's loving others. Um, for we, if we live, Paul writes, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So then whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For this is why Christ died and came to life, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. You know, so the I think the important connection there between that and the other readings today is it's not just about us. You know, it would be a lot easier if life just was about us. Me and God don't have to deal with other people, don't have to forgive. Yeah, I like that. That's easy. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to repay the mercy of God, which honestly is showered on us on a daily basis. The ultimate example is the kingdom of heaven. We're allowed, because of God's infinite love, to live when this life is over with him forever in heaven. Now, in order for that to happen, that means from time to time, we're going to have to seek forgiveness primarily through the sacrament of confession. And when we do that, we're going to be assured if we're sincere, if we're repentant, if we sincerely intend to never commit that sin again, doesn't mean we won't, but means that if we're in, that's our intention, then God will forgive us. But he expects us to go forgive others and be merciful to them as he is merciful to us. It's not difficult to understand. It's sometimes difficult to put into practice. So do me, do me a favor. Please pray for me that I can get better at this, that I can get better at forgiving and showing mercy at all times. And you know, sometimes it's just a matter of not saying that snide comment or that sarcastic comment that you want to either say online or to somebody in your house or to somebody at the office or to somebody at church or about your parish priest. Sometimes it's just a matter of controlling your tongue and not saying what you want to say. That can be very merciful. So pray for me. I will pray for you. And together we can do this. We can do this. And when we mess up, what do we do? We seek God's forgiveness. The sacrament of confession is great, not only in uh, for getting our sins forgiven, 
but for giving us the grace to avoid committing them in the future. Amen. All right. I'm going to answer on your behalf. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We're just about out of time. If you want to find out more again, or if you have any questions, followingthetruth.com is the place to, to go. And, you know, I just want to say as we bring this to a close, Thank you for all of your support, your financial support, your prayer support, your words of encouragement. If you would like to donate to my ministry, I could sure use it. Um, you can do that by going to followingthetruth.com and clicking on donate. I am extremely grateful for all you have done and all you will do in the future to help me continue to proclaim the good news. I'm praying for you. Thanks so much for joining me. God willing, we'll meet again next week. God bless.